Hi, everybody, and welcome to Shortcomings, a Sex in the City podcast where we dive into every episode of Sex in the City, the two movies, and of course, and just like that. I'm your host, Samantha Bush, and as always, I'm joined by Chris Lewis. Hi, Chris. Hi, how are you? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm very tired. My sleep problems have reared their ugly head yeah, in the worst way. I'm getting on? 90 minutes a night, if that. 90 minutes a night? It's terrible. Oh my god. Terrible. I'm I would my, die. I'm at my wit's end. Oh my god, that's so horrible. And not particularly busy having... with work. So it's like... And you're not? No, I'm just awake. And I get to work and I'm like, I'm so tired. Yeah, that sounds horrible. I'm so sorry to hear that. Hopefully it swings back in the next few weeks. Um, But other than that, you know, I'm thriving, I think, I guess, maybe. I'm Mm -hmm. going to San Francisco in July, which I'm very excited about. I bit the bullet and bought Beyonce tickets yesterday, so I'll be seeing her on Sunday, August That was such a whim. Well, it wasn't a whim. I was motivated by her grace and her beauty. Well, that's what I mean. Like, it felt like it happened really quickly. Like, we were sending... But Beyonce stuff back and forth, and all of a sudden you're like, I'm going. And I was like, oh. Okay, yeah, you okay. weren't even replying to the group thread. By the time you got there, the tickets were purchased. I know. Well, there was so much to catch up on by the time I got to the text that said that they were purchased. Yeah, so congratulations to me. Um, mm-hmm. And congratulations to Beyonce on starting her world tour. Um, mm-hmm. You need to get your tickets. I hope producer Brian is going. I don't mm-hmm. know if he's in the hive. I think he is. He is a man I of sense. I think he's afraid to tell us if he's not. I, I think he's a man of sense and talent. And I feel like he once referenced Beyonce to me. Something about self-titled. So He did mention Larsa Pippen to us once. So I feel like Beyonce is he's on up, his radar. But I don't not know that you saying that they're the same person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might want to clarify there. It just felt like really in like a celeb. Yeah, you're right. Okay. You're right. That was crazy. <laughs> like as I was, was saying a- it, I was like, this doesn't make any sense. You know, famously, everyone who loves Beyonce loves Larsa Pippen and vice versa. It's like those that two. Venn diagram is just a circle. Actually, I would say that if you are a Larsa Pippen fan, you definitely love Beyonce. But if you love Beyonce, it does not mean you care about Larsa Pippen. Does that make sense? Yes. Does anyone even care? Do, does anyone listeners even know who Larsa Pippen is? Of I course so. they do. Patty Pippen? Patty Pips? What's going on in Miami? I'm scared down there. I'm so scared. Did you read? Um, we'll oh, save dirty. that for hot off the mess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I'll come on there. In a I few almost weeks. got into some married to medicine tea, but I will save okay, that for well, another text time. Okay, well, text me to that off to the side. Yeah, we'll um, put that in our bonus app. Yeah. Um, and speaking of bonus episodes, we are thriving over there on Patreon. I'm really enjoying writing our shorty newsletter. I wrote about Queen Charlotte. This week, or a few weeks ago at the time you guys get this, um, I'm thinking next week might be about Taylor Swift's uh, track fives, because I've been re-listening to Taylor's discography, might rank those, and I might, you know, get into some Beyonce talk, because I'm really, my head is fully in Renaissance until Sunday, August 6th, Uh, as if it's been anywhere else since it came out. The things that I'm seeing from coming from this concert are just majestic. To see her dressed up like a bee. Uh, yes. And then also to see Beyonce like shake her ass and like bounce her ass. Like well, she, That's what she's done for. That ass. I know, but I like love it. Like that ass. That body, that face, that perfect little Bootylicious. face. Right. I mean, I think she should be getting a lot of the credit we, for some reason, were bestowing them on Miss Lopez. And Kim Kardashian. 
Well, Kim's ass was at least something to behold. I just mean in the 90s when everyone was like, J-Lo's, look at that ass. And you go back and look at it. It's oh. like, what, <laughs> what were we talking about? You know whose ass everyone was talking about and I've never understood? Pippa. Is Pippa Middleton's Yeah. Butt. It's just as flat Everyone's as like, they come. That ass, that backside. I'm like, where? If we want to talk about a white woman where? with a nice ass, we can talk about Lauren Graham. I don't think we need to talk about talk about oh Lisa Vanderpump. Lauren Graham. Yes, that's an ass. I, but like Pippa, get her out of here. Yeah, Pippa. That was she a cardboard box of a woman? No, I didn't see her. No. Remember when she got caught with a gun under her seat? No. In the front of her car. Oh. You know, my interest in the royals sort of wanes post-Charles. Oh, okay. Like, I'm sort of like, not like after his passing, but I just mean right, like, I was like, he is like the royal I care. Like, I Charles Day and a Camilla is where my heart lies. And you know I don't care about Diana, that hanger on. Oh boy, we're going to lose patrons. <laughs> Although you know what we should cover on Patreon? Did you mm-hmm. watch that crazy musical Diana on Netflix? No, no, but I would love to watch it. It is one of the craziest things. And one of the songs <laughs> came on my Spotify recently. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Then I flashed. I was like, oh, yeah, I watched that like three times during the pandemic at night. Just like, what's happening? I what need a, to I need to get my eyes on that. What a terrible time in our lives. No, I th- we don't need to talk about the COVID. Haim came on. Haim, Haim, 3 a.m. came on recently on my Spotify. And I was like, oh, oh are oh. you a Haim girl? I really love that one album. I haven't been into their Uh, other work as much, um, mm -hmm. but I love that album. And I read to that constantly during the pandemic. So when I hear that music, it really just signals me right back to the darkest time in my life. Become scholastic. I'm sorry. (laughs) Didn't you read while you listened to this? For the music? Oh, you become, I thought you were using that word as like a way to describe my mood. Like you were quite scholastic. <laughs> no. Huh? No, I just felt like it was like Pavlov's dog, you know? Like if you yes, hear their yeah, song, yeah, then yeah, you yeah. instantly grab a book. I grab a book and start crying. My hand's gripping yeah. like a glass of rosé. Speaking of I, crying. What? Who was Watching Grey's. Oh, well, we're going to cover that in the bonus app. So if you want to mm-hmm. hear about Sam's Grey's rewatch and just overall thoughts on men... We're going to, that's going to be over there on Patreon. And speaking of, I'd like to thank our iconic shorties, Carlos, Gina, Jenny, Lauren, Charlotte, Ainsley, and Jen. And really all of you, because we surpassed 300 patrons this week. And we love and appreciate each and every one of you that this cockamamie plan is really working out is madness. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. I seriously don't understand, but I love it. I'm going to run some spreadsheets and then I'll be creating a new goal for all of you to get us to. So <laughs> it's not too late for you to still sign up over at Patreon. Just um, search Shortcomings Podcast and there we are. You'll have access to bonus episodes, the newsletter. We're going to schedule a Zoom call with the patrons soon. Mm-hmm. And most importantly, you are supporting our ability to get this podcast to you all uh, once a week. And also giving us sort of the creative space to figure out what this little project is once sex in the city is over mm-hmm. yeah and speaking of which should we yeah. get into season six yeah. episode two great sex expectations yes all right let's start with a little episode synopsis carrie and burger struggle in the bedroom charlotte begins her conversion journey miranda has a new boyfriend and samantha flirts with a waiter what did you think we're really in it i i was i didn't know about this episode but i I do like feel you like didn't is, know about it when you first started it. 
I no, I remembered everything in it, with the exception of, for some reason, I thought Dr. Robert showed up this episode, but I think I it might too. be that you told me that. Because well, I also thought that. I didn't finish the episode <laughs> when we had talked about it. I had just yeah. started it. Okay, so I And was I saw like, Jules oh. and Mimi and said, oh, we're getting Dr. Robert. Yeah, so I assumed he was coming, and so that mm-hmm. would have added to Miranda's storyline. So I found hers to be, of course, a little light. But she's got some fun stuff coming up. Yeah. But, um... There were parts of it I really enjoyed and then parts of it that I thought were not troubling, but just sort of like boring. But there was nothing yeah. in it that I was like, oh, I this is I kind of like would like look off. Yes. It, it, I yeah, did not, like, it oh, didn't hold my attention. Uh, no, it wasn't like episode one. No, the energy. Where I was like depth, really well, into it. And maybe that's because somebody else is depth, if you know what I mean. Mr. Jack. He's just, he doesn't have the energy. Oh, Jack Berg's. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get to him. Yeah. And so, but what I did really appreciate about this episode is that it's about the expectations we put into relationships and situations. I wish they had hit a little bit harder on the reality portion of them, like expectations versus reality. Not that I need it to be like that 500 Mm -hmm. Days of Summer scene, the worst movie ever made. Talk about two people. You who hate we that let, movie. Yeah, talk about two people we let scramble on screen. Zoe Deschanel and Joseph. God, Gordon I love when it first came out. Like I loved that movie. I was in the trenches against the world. <laughs> that when everyone that movie was, came out. Yes, everyone was like, "This is a life changing romantic comedy." Notting Hill, move the fuck over. I'm like, guys, these are not people with charisma. Well, I also, for some reason, don't think of it as a rom com. Well, it, it definitely is. <laughs> I just feel like it's too sad. Like, it's too, like, raw and real at times. Oh, God. I don't know. Talk. I just... said I love the Smiths. Oh, God. Just shoot yourself That's if you've ever written sound. a screenplay that includes a girl saying she loves the Smiths. And, of, of course, we support the writers and their need for money. Of course. We money, support the WGA. And I support all of them writing shitty screenplays like 500 mm-hmm. Days of Summer. We need honestly more mediocre television. Like just, I would like you know. Medi- right now, I feel like we're getting either great TV or just terrible trash. I guess Queen Charlotte, I would consider mediocre, and that's why I, I and that's why I liked it so much. I was like, this is perfectly pleasant. I don't have to think about it too much, but it's not mm-hmm. assaulting my senses like some shows. Well, and people are talking about Firefly Lane a lot. Is that that? Catherine Heigl show. Yes, people that are all like of a sudden everyone's it. talking about they're watching it, and I'm yes, like, when like, did this oh premiere? Thank you. I, I feel like it's on like its fourth season, right? And I've season. not once heard anyone mention it except for the last like three weeks. I know people are like, oh, the finale to Firefly Lane. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> Never. Did you oh, another Netflix show that people can't shut up about? I'm here seeing right now online, Jenny and Georgia, which I thought got canceled immediately. Wait. It didn't? No, it's still I on. Thought it, I thought it put two episodes out and they canceled it. <laughs> like, that's what I thought. Netflix is just throwing spaghetti against the wall over there. And guess what? People are watching. I, and talking uh, about it. I know. It's wild. And yet I feel like no one's talking about Mrs. Maisel and it's having the like greatest season of my life. I know. No and one's yet, talking about Mrs. Maisel anymore. I gotta anymore. hear about fucking Firefly Lane. With Katherine Heigl. And, like, who, by crazy. the way, I support and love. And actually, right. she was right about everything. I was mm-hmm. on her side from the beginning. Ellen oh. um, Pompeo's kind of an asshole, which we all know. And of course, she also has no work ethic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get in 
Although I will say almost Everyone who has written me about my thoughts on Kourtney Kardashian has said they agree. Well, you were worried about that. You were like, am I going to get shit for this? And I said, no, people will agree with you. I I, I did get some people said it was. It just was a harsh note. She's a bad mother. Yeah, that's a harsh thing to say, but hey. (laughs) I tried to write it back almost instantly, but I. Her kids are terrorists. Yeah, I think people were like, it's shocking to, you know, judge someone's uh, judge someone's motherhood and also to say you'd like her kids to be abused because I did say I agreed with Corey Gamble. It was just. Well, that was an abuse. Yeah, right. Like, uh, I don't know if we should move on. <laughs> we'll save that for the Patreon episode. Yeah, let's hear the monologue and get into it. I don't okay. need to get into my own personal histories. No. <laughs> As I tried to scrub the smell of uncooked ochre off me, I started thinking about sex expectations. We're aware, as smart, single women, that we can't expect perfection, but life still manages to throw us curveballs. Maybe, once you're into your mid-30s, it shouldn't be called dating. It should be called waiting for the other shoe to drop. If it's not the sex between me and you, then someone has to become a Jew. Why is it always something? Unless you're in a problem-free relationship with TiVo. I think that probably, and, you know, shout out to my dear friend, Michael Patrick King. I think he gets the thrill that you're talking about, that Carrie gets yeah. when he comes up with, Ooh, there's a novel called Great Expectations. <gasps> and he pulls out his little pen like Mariah Carey and is like, yes, I really got something here. Yeah, that's what he thinks. Look at us. Who would have thought? thought? Not me. Um, <laughs> and no, it, it's the so rhyming crazy. in this, me and you, then someone has to become a Jew. It's like, I'm like, what? I do really like this monologue, though, in its sort of essence, because I do think, like, expectations are such an important part of relationships and dating. I was just talking about this with a friend, mm-hmm. but it, it was in terms of our friendship that, like, you are expecting something from me that I would never give you and w- and have never given you. So, like, what do you, like, Why? what are your expectations based on? Are they based off of, they're not based off of who I am. They're based right. off of something you desire. And I think mm-hmm. sometimes that, like, your expectations, you have to work hard to ensure that your expectations are rooted in reality rather than mm-hmm. an amorphous desire. And I think sometimes that can be really difficult in any human relationships or even within ourselves and work. And I, I don't know. I really liked that idea of exploring that in this episode. And I also appreciate the idea that you are waiting for the other shoot. Like as you get older, dating mm-hmm. becomes harder because you have, honestly, I feel like fewer expectations, at least as I've gotten older. Yeah. I feel like you have like more wisdom and like, you're more aware that like things happen and like, You'll be okay. Like, I just think things become, like, less catastrophic. But also, I think they become... Like, if something ended, it's not, like, the end of the world. Like, you're going to be fine. And sometimes, though, I feel like that can lead to not the same amount of investment. Like, so I have right. often said, like, and I don't... This just feels true for me. I don't know if it's depressing. Like, I don't have the same amount of love to give to someone. I've been through a lot of relationships. I don't have as much Mm -hmm. to give because i expended like i don't think we have an an unlimited amount of love 
Like the yeah, heart is I, a sponge I, and I think you can let more people in. But at a certain point, I'm like, I expect less from the next relationship. I'm sort of like, this one, I'm like, yeah, you're there. Yeah, like, no, I've been having sad? this thought a lot too. No, I don't think it's sad. I think it's just really honest. And I think a lot of people should take a look at that. And But I think also if you haven't dated serious, like I shouldn't say if you dated seriously, but dated often. Mm-hmm. Like, I have been in several long-term relationships, and I just don't have the same amount to give to the next one. I've And as I've often said, like, the first person I loved, it's like, oof, I'm, I'm never loving somebody like that. In fact, I actually can't even go there. No, because it's also, like, that love probably wasn't that healthy. And also, you know, I was 17. It's like... Right. <laughs> So like no. I don't love anyone. That's why I love that Olivia Rodrigo album so much. It allowed oh, me to tap into. Because it took into, you back. I was yeah. like, wow, I really did used to feel things like this. Now it's like if I had to like write an album, if I had to compare my love to an album, it would be like, like it's just the Wiggles. No, <laughs> it's just I feel like for me, my love for for whoever I'm dating or whatever the situation is, it's just very different. Like each love is just different. It's not like, like we're so- really digging deep. Yeah, are we okay? <laughs> we're so, so our I'm eyes are like apart. droopy. <laughs> oh we're not okay. Yeah. All right, let's get into Miranda. Maybe that monologue did more than we thought. <laughs> I think that monologue was beautiful, and honestly, it might be the best one she's ever done, given the, how <laughs> we reacted. Mm-hmm. So let's chat about Miranda. Um, we've often called Miranda our relatable queen, and oh boy. Yeah. No, she's in this new relationship with TiVo. Um, no, I never had a TiVo. What is it? Is it just like my Hulu uh, Live? It's it just it's like, like your a DVR. DVR. Okay, it's, it's a DVR. Your DVR. So it was like the first real like recording. Like you could record like live TV. No, but without she using a tape. And then she was basically like, "Oh, it also suggests things to me." It's like this what is it? Netflix? It was like, yeah, it was like the first of its kind. My cousin had one. What happened to it? Why did it burn so well, bright and then leave us? I think it was actually around for quite a while, but I think stream I think Moore. like Ooh. cable just started <laughs> just started putting um it on like on demand. Yes, okay, so I had on demand and that's actually mm-hmm. how I watched a ton of Sex in the City, particularly this season was on demand. I remember rewatching old episodes on demand before this season began. Mhm. Um, and certainly, because right, this season is split into 6A and 6B, and I would rewatch 6A like once a weekend while waiting for 6B. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was amazing. But she's also got a new favorite show, Jules and Mimi. And I want to talk about her description of this show. Go for it. <laughs> it's about a black man from Hampstead Heath. Cynthia Nixon was slipping into some accent work. She was in work. her Bridgerton then bag. I, that is my note. Miranda is loving Bridgerton right now. <laughs> She's loving Queen Charlotte. And she he lives in a flat above her hat shop. <laughs> I was like, what, what, what the fuck is happening? Well, also, why doesn't she live above her hat shop? I guess she makes enough money from her hat shop to... Maybe she's got two flats above her hat shop. Oh, and he, like, rents one out. Yes, um... I thought this show looked terrible. Uh, it I, did, I but probably, like I would watch it. I, we have. <laughs> we watched it last weekend. Called yeah, King I watched. Charlotte. I watched one million episodes of it last weekend <laughs> in a row. Saturday from about eight a.m. to three. I was, Shonda would have eaten Jules. Well, and Shonda. Up. 
Although it's a nice twist for her there, because it's, yeah. a, you know, it's a white it's a white woman and a black man. Right, right, right. I guess that's what she gave us in Bridgerton season one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, I mean, you know Shonda, she believes interracial love will solve systemic racism. <laughs> the more, well, she, that show is wild. I can't, she- <laughs> I can't even get into that. Um, yeah, when so, they kept calling it the great experiment. I was like, is this love is blind? That's the great experiment. It was crazy. <laughs> Throw Paul and Paul and what was that woman's name he dated? Angela? Marnie? Wait, Micah. Was, Micah. I was like, that's how quick these people go. Come and go. They come and go. Realities? There's like no really one's not a lot like of. They used to, because I can nope, name like I was a just million about to say, real world stars. But can, yeah, they, did you hear about Robin from the real world? Robin Dixon, that video you showed me of her from being the a real world. Oh, no. Which one was Robin? Oh, she's season? in prison. She's missing? Um, no, no, she's in prison. For what? Insider like, trading? tons of drugs. Like, you, she's unrecognizable. Her what? kids got taken from her. You're saying this with, like, a glee in your eyes. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it's shocking. What season was she on? She was... I know her. I know her more from the challenge. Okay, I was never a challenge girly. Although you know, one of my formative crushes is CT Tamborello. Oh, don't even get me started. Um, San Diego. Man. She was San Diego girly. Oh, a dance. Well, then two people have passed from that season. She hasn't passed. Oh, <laughs> she's in prison. <laughs> and you literally she's just in told prison. me that. Because <laughs> isn't that and, like, where she Danny? Has, like, so many mug shots. Isn't that where Danny was from, and he passed? Mm-hmm. And well, and of course Cameron from Southern Charm. Yeah. Guys, we're in our TiVo bag. We're in our TiVo bag. <laughs> so Magda sits on the remote and everything's deleted. And I... I would l- kill her. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what the equivalent of this is. is. She taking, like, your Roku stick and throwing it in the garbage. <laughs> it's gone. Like, or if you deleted all the view, your passwords. If you deleted the view from my Hulu before I had a chance to watch it, exactly. I would I would riot. Like, she would, like, block the view from your Hulu. What for parental bitch. controls. Oh like, you would God. freak out. I would I, freak if, out. If I don't get my daily dose of Joy Behar. She's not doing Mondays this season, and it's really set my, like, my Monday's not right. Yeah, because that's how you, like, start your week. I, I know, and then not have Joy to anchor me. I'm afloat until Tuesday at 11. Oh, my God. It's really have you been tough. watching Kelly and Mark? You know I don't. I know. Oh, yeah, you and Kelly. Rama. You and Kelly. Yeah. yeah, I'm so, so sorry. I don't care for how she yeah, treated I for- um, Regis. I know. Um, and I didn't think they gave him his due uh, after he passed. Didn't. The Today Show gave four segments to it. He wasn't even on that show. Fucking Gelman. He can go to the same place Kourtney Kardashian can and Travis. You even hate Travis? Uh, you know, sometimes you have to hate someone by association. I don't really care mm. about Travis, but the fact that he has chosen to be with her. Sh- and I guess it's tough because I do love Scott. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm like, is she he's guilty by association for wanting to be with that bitch? And now I'm like, but I do love her first husband who terrorized her for several years. Yeah, it was very abusive. And she Boyfriend, I should times. say. He knew not to marry that person. partner. He married into the he married the family and left her alone. Mm-hmm. But you know, we'll you know what we'll get we'll into get, the Kardashians we'll to on that. Patreon. There's too much. It, that family who has given us more. In terms of storylines and cultural oh. appropriation. Oh, well. Remember Kimono? Can they be separate things? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I think Chloe has given us the most of both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm, 
I don't know. Kimono? She's the heart and soul of that show. When that reunion, when she started to cry. No. When Chloe cries, I cry. We all cry together. She's a good person. They all are. They're just a nice family with the exception of Courtney. That's what I always tell people. I wouldn't say they're nice. I think that the Kardashians are just a nice family who mostly mind their business and hang out with each other. Okay. We'll talk about this on But they are also probably ruining the society. Let's yeah, chat about I'm Miranda close my window. service. Can you hear this? No, I can't hear anything on your end. Oh, you can't? Nope. Oh, there's like a lawnmower outside. No. But close oh, your window maybe- if you want. Well, I like the breeze. Okay, um, yeah. Is Brian around? Can he tell me what to do? Be you listening? He's smoking a cig outside. <laughs> it's bad Bullish. enough I have to listen to it when I have to edit it. All right, just leave your window open. Okay. Let's chat about Miranda's call with TiVo customer service because this was actually my favorite scene in the episode. <laughs> yeah. As someone who d- loves to get on customer service calls and just scream, I, I really relate it to her. You're not listening to me. I've done that already. I know. Especially like old school cable. Like Oof. the way that you would have to like talk to these people. It was so crazy. I, uh, it was actually wild that we lived through that era. I know. It's like and you made can't, it out I don't call Netflix and yell at them. It's like wild. No, I just simply unplug and plug back in and it works. I set up my own internet now. Like that's how far we've come in like technology. That's true. Because you remember like the guys would have to like come out in their boots and they'd be drilling holes and like it'd be like this whole production. Yeah, now all of our houses are like wired for like I can't even get into like where what the internet is or where it comes from. But apparently we all own the internet. Yeah, did ever write into me, guys, on Patreon. Did you all know we all own the internet? I also Googled we where didn't. is the internet and it just said everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like I don't know. Is there some system somewhere where it's all like all the boxes and wires are? I don't know. <laughs> what are like, text I just messages? don't know. Oh god. Like how do they get from one phone to the other? I'll never know. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense to I'll me. I'll never know. So Miranda can't get her TiVo working, and she comes home to find Steve has fixed the TiVo. And we do get a sweet moment where she says, I love you for fixing it. And he's like, I gotta go to his dinner thing, so I'll see you later. He's like, yeah. I'm like, oh See you, boy! <laughs> I know, and he, like, skips out. I'm like, okay. I don't he's know. Just... I'm not finding him as annoying this season. I think that's because you're looking at him through the lens that, like, Miranda really loves him now. Yes, I think it is because this is the first time in the show Miranda likes him. So the show is seeing him in a kind way. Whereas before, she was always like, I was like, guys, yeah, I'm seeing her the way, I'm seeing him the way she sees him. He's a scrub. Bouncing that ball around. Her Ralph Lauren walls, that fucking asshole. Taking shits in the closet, I'm sure. Like, just I know, and now he's bringing her lilacs and... Lilacs watching the baby so Ma- Magda can go and have like a warm meal with her own family. <laughs> I do like that Magda calls Brady boy that is beautiful. I do too. She's it's very so, sweet. She's so dedicated sweet. to that family. I'm sad we didn't see Magda's funeral. Yeah, that was really sad. So let's go to a slighter storyline that I gave the second slight uh, slot to because it does introduce 
a very important character in the Sex and the City cinematic universe. Mm. So Samantha is literally instantly turned on as she said, somebody get me a napkin for my chair because I'm wet. <laughs> when she sees... We don't even have a name on him in this episode, so I just say at no, this point he's just unidentified blonde waiter. Yeah, and like when he pops over, he, I, I mean he's like strikingly beautiful. To he me. does nothing for me. That's crazy. Nothing, Chris. He's like nothing. he's like one of the most beautiful, handsome, traditionally handsome men I've ever Get him seen. Get out of here. Nothing. This is. Nothing I feel was, like people are going to have a problem with this. Nothing I was going like on gonna, down south for me. It was flaccid as hell. Oh my god! Please, I would have. You would have been like Miranda. Get me a towel for my chair. I would have. <laughs> I, I would have sat in that towel. restaurant. You would have been like Gracie watching Elvis. You, truly, Gyrating. he should have played Elvis. If this was now, Austin Butler would play that role. Would play Smith. Yeah. Yeah, I see that for sure. Just a dummy. And he probably still who do you think would play voice. Steve? That's actually a really good question. Like, maybe we who should would do that. play these characters. Should we do that? Should we write that down for Patreon? Yes. Casting SATC now. And we're going to do the girls and then their primary love interests. Yeah. Should we do that just after this? Yes. <laughs> Great. So if you want to hear that, go over to Patreon. <laughs> Shortcomings <laughs> Podcast. And so she goes back to Ross solo, and everyone's being seated in his section, and it finally she finally realizes that everyone's there basically because they think he's hot. And she also mentions, like, oh, look at his ass. And then it cut to the flattest white ass I've ever seen. <laughs> it cut to Pippa's ass. I was like, can we get something going? Like... If you're going to yeah, show it, me an ass, that's just not the be. thing I would have, like, highlighted about him. Maybe she should have said, look at his chiseled jaw uh, or his or eyes. His shoulders. His shoulders. Or, like, something. I also think, in, in this, to go back to Smith, one of the reasons I, you, I have a disdain for men with long hair. Mm. I just don't think okay. they're properly cleaning it, and so it just worries me. So well, I especially bet Smith. I, I will he probably like water. Smith when he um, cuts his hair in, like, response to her cancer treatment. That is one of the hottest scenes. I know it's well. It's, I don't know that I consider it hot. I think it's devastating. I mean, she's never looked worse than when she's. she's it's. De- I mean, it is devastating, but he's just like, shut the fuck up. I'm cutting. Do and he's like, I'm coming over there to shave you next. After the- we've turned him yeah. into that old assistant <laughs> she had. We make him sound insane. We're like, he's coming over. Shut up, you dumb bitch. I'll be over there to shave you next. <laughs> like, what is this character? He's a lovely gentleman. He's like so kind. He's like the nicest oh, man that we've seen on these shows. And we're making him sound like a crazy person. So she's waiting out these women. And I did just want to point out that the final woman who's waiting is played by Broadway actress Julia Murney. And, you know, an Alphaba for the ages. I saw her in Wicked. Um, wow. I, she, she was played Alphaba? She played Alphaba. She was my second, because Al- I saw out Wicked with the originals. And one of the reasons I won't be, you know, caring too much about that movie. I'm seeing that movie for Bowen Yang in some ways. Not so much. He, wait, 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 wait. You yeah. saw Wicked with Indina Menzel? And Kristen Chenoweth. 
You're looking at me like it wasn't available to people. Like somehow I snuck in. Chris, it's but I'm. Like, but you have to keep in mind I'm in the Midwest. Like, you know, see how often I'm up and get to New York, like Broadway. I is. know, but like that's so cool. Okay, let me have this, yeah, please. I mean, you gotta, you know, get to the people. Um, I loved and I loved Wicked. Julia Murney is amazing, and I wanted to just highlight one of my favorite stories she tells. To supplement her income for a period of time, she did um, commercials for. I want to say it was called the. It's called the Spice Channel. Do you know what that is? It's like a sex channel. No. Do you know, like on like pay per view, you could buy yes, porn, but she did commercials for that. So there would there would be ads for them, and because she has like a huskier voice, mm-hmm. she did them. And this is what she had to say, and I don't want anyone to feel that this is inappropriate because I didn't write this copy. If you like your bitches with an Asian twist and all the sucking and fucking you can handle, welcome to the month of October on Spice. Is that not the Cocktober? funniest thing you've ever heard? Cocktober. So every October one, I do think of that in my head, and I have a friend I text to. Oh my god! And all the fucking sucking you can handle. Welcome to the. Did month. Michael Patrick King write that? It sounds like Michael Patrick King copy. It sounds like something Carrie Bradshaw would write in her monologues. <laughs> yeah. I, so just oh, I'm always okay. thinking of that whenever I think of Julia Murney. Of course. And so she waits her out. She leaves, and they cut to them. And this sex scene is one of the wildest goddamn things I've ever seen. They're in multiple, <laughs> like, angles. And at one point, she was, uh-huh. it, they were doing it doggy style, but her leg was lifted in such a way that it was, like, above his head. It, I know. They pulled the living room chair into the bedroom and had it on top of the bed. <laughs> it was so crazy. Even more so, it cuts to them the next morning, and there are condoms everywhere. Like, and Gatorade, as if they have fucked 97 times they have <laughs> but that's not possible it, it's Seems samantha it jones <laughs> and and he's Jerry a Jared. young sprightly man he's 30 <laughs> couldn't do I that <laughs> <laughs> tired as hell i just haven't yeah. slept in nine days it's true so what but, do you think of this as an introduction to our soon to be named jerry jared and eventually smith So I don't know if it's because we know, like, what comes of this, but I do get the sense and the feeling that, like, he is someone. You don't know in, like, what capacity, really, but, like, you know you're going to see him again is the feeling that I got. I think had it ended at just their sex scene, it would have been fine. But the fact that it cuts to them the next morning, it just went a beat longer. Mm -hmm. So he feels more impactful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I appreciate it as a way of um, dropping. It's sort of like exactly what they did with Harry. They make you think he's a one-off and then he comes back. Although the interesting thing is, is I believe Smith comes back next episode. Like he's not away for a very long time. Yeah, no, he definitely comes back. I feel like next week is like maybe they're like it's the Jennifer Coolidge episode? episode. It's when she's making those bags. Oh. And then they fuck it in like her basement or her kitchen area yeah, or something. Yeah. And he's like a waiter. Yes. So he lost his job at Raw. Yeah. Or no, I guess he also cater waiters. And mm-hmm. then she he gets her they fired. Fuck in, like the storage. Yeah. And she get he gets fired and then Samantha tries to pay him and she he calls her a crazy bitch. <laughs> and she is. She is. Let's chat about uh Charlotte. 
And so Charlotte shares with the ladies at Raw that she's planning to convert and they are not supportive. I'm becoming a Jew. And now that I hear that, I might also not have been as supportive if someone just said that at dinner. I'd be like, what the, what? I know, I'd be like, okay. What, excuse me, ma'am? But it's not like they don't have background. Right. I just thought just like, that's a lot of hoops for a man or yourself as Episcopalian. It's like, I did like hearing that Miranda doesn't hold her um, judgment for just Carrie, that everybody gets mm-hmm. some of it. Everybody gets it. Um, And so, oh, I don't know. I just found their reactions not to be very kind, but that's the show. Yeah, I also feel like they're just like, nervous for her because it's like they saw what she did with Trey how fast they moved and stuff like that and I think to come out of a divorce and suddenly be like I'm gonna be Jewish is probably like a lot you do bring up a very good point there because we don't have any concept of how long she's been with Harry it seems like actually if I really think about it it seems like it's been a month I think it's been like two months yeah (laughs) because they're not together officially until the season five finale. Right. It And then we know like there can't be, it's not like a year passed between the end of season five and season six, because mm-hmm. we see Carrie and Berger's first date that they set up in the finale. So it's probably been two weeks since that wedding. Yeah. yeah. And they're probably just like, can you like slow down a little no, bit? No, this is actually really making my head spin. Like Charlotte is nuts. Like she should not be doing this. She's been dating this yeah, man for like- about a month and a half. Yeah. Tops. And like you just got out of a divorce. Like you we, like there was met a lot him when going your divorce on there. paper was being inked. Like Correct. He was literally your divorce. Your divorce lawyer. <laughs> like that's... Yeah, they feel trauma bonded in a way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like something <laughs> yeah. I don't know, this love story's feeling a little different now. So take my monocle out. Yeah, now that I'm like thinking about like the timeline and I'm like I feel like that hmm. woman, you know that like meme or gif or whatever, that woman with all that math around her and she's like, what's going I, on with this? I always feel like that. Like, I feel like every, I, I, although we always say this when we try to break down timelines on this show. You know me and timelines. You told me the Grey's Anatomy timeline the other day and my head blew up. You still aren't, it's still not sitting right in your spirit that succession is over one year. No. I feel like that's not even true. It is. <laughs> it's not. It's been four years. Tom and Shiv got married, <laughs> divorced, and started fucking again all within one year. And she's pregnant. Yeah. And their dad died. And Connor got married. And um, Kendall went on tele- national television and called his father like an abuser. Like, it's a lot. It's been a big year for the Royals. It's Roy's. been a big year. I feel like I, now, I, now that I know that, I want to go back and rewatch season one. Well, it is the worst season of the show. Good it's luck with horrible. That. <laughs> the first the first episodes are atrocious. I'll go back to season two. Yeah, I'd start with two. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, if you to anyone who didn't know, Grey's Anatomy seasons one through three take place over the course over their intern year. But then there are episodes that take place over one year. It's like it doesn't like the timeline. But the thing you can't about follow. that is like crazy to me is that that those seasons are like twenty episodes, twenty plus episodes. So it's like. It's crazy that like that all takes place within like Yeah, if you go back months. on your I mean don't do this cuz you just rewatched it, but if you really yeah. go back and look at it, I think <laughs> someone did the math that the first season of Grey's Anatomy is over the course of like I think a month and a half. 
Like that that sometimes you even see them like you're literally seeing the next day. Oh wow. Like but we think in our head like particularly for a show like that that we watched weekly. It was week to week is what I But it's like. not. It's like some morning it is like oh that is literally the next morning for them. Wow. Okay. Okay. Good to um, know. Good to know. Yeah, but great timing on Grey's Anatomy makes no sense and don't even get me started on the layout of Meredith Grey's house. I've like pulled out pen and paper like an architect and drawn it. Like, okay, there used no to be a bath. Like... There used to be a bathroom over there. Why is Meredith always in the hallway bathroom if she has a full bath in her bedroom? Sometimes that door sense. disappears. Sometimes they've got a mystery tub. Sometimes they don't. It doesn't make any sense. Oh, that house. Um, so she goes to the temple, Charlotte, and I did have a laugh when she goes shalom to the janitor, and he's like, "What the fuck are you talking?" Like, yeah, Charlotte's like really wild this episode. She, she's ready to become a Jew. She's in. She's decided it. She's got her bag on. She's like, I am now a Jewish woman. Shalom. Oh, shalom. I'm just like imagining if I like met Danny's parents and like talked like that. They would be like, are you okay? I'm sure you did. I definitely did. I feel like I, you said shalom and curtsied. <laughs> no, I didn't. I feel like. Like, I do remember my first Shabbat, I, like, felt strange. Because women say the prayer. And, like, obviously, like, I was the only girl there, like, not saying it. Oh, I thought you were going to say, in, in my Christian household, the men say the prayers. I didn't, because no, I didn't grow up, re- I I didn't grow up religious. So I was like, I don't know what anyone does. I, I grew up in closer proximity to Judaism than I did I did not grow up religious at all. I mean, I guess my family. Well, the, the, again, I don't need to get into my personal woes. <laughs> We'll save that for Patreon, maybe. Yeah, if you guys want to hear about Chris's my uh, biography, trauma, <laughs> just shared enough about my pool story. <gasps> <laughs> oh, can't tell that story again. Too too dark. No, please. I do like to tell it in a sunny manner, though. So, you really do, <laughs> because the, it is. You know, it's not. You, you can only see laugh. your. You can only see your trauma in other people's eyes sometimes. Yeah. Like for you, it's just like life, and then all of a sudden, you see the other person is like crying, listening. I'm like, huh. I know, I'm like, huh, I was just homeless for a month. Yeah. That's really crazy. So we lived in a car. What's the problem? <laughs> um, so she goes to the temple and is rejected. I, and I do really love the beat where Harry says they're playing games. They say no two to three times. And Charlotte realizes, like, oh, I invented that game. Mm-hmm. And so the idea that, you know, it always comes back to rules with Sharshar. Now, what I think is absolutely insane, and I don't even understand how she got this man's address, is when she arrives to her Shabbat dinner. Banging on the door. Does he not live in the church? Or the synagogue? I don't know, but that was not the same building. I Maybe it's connected. Oh. Maybe maybe Harry gave it to her. Is it, I, I, Was it Harry's church? Because they didn't. she didn't drop Harry Goldenblatt's name, or I should say his temple. Because it's not like she dropped Harry's name. Like, hey, even later when she's giving her monologue, she says, I am I just a feel Jewish like man. she would go to the, I feel like she would go to the rabbi, though, that like he goes to. But does Harry go to a rabbi? Because remember later, she kind of gets upset when he's willing to watch TV She probably doesn't even know that. Yeah, I don't think they've talked about a lot. <laughs> <laughs> This love story is wild. Like, yeah. Now that we're I, thinking, now that we're really I unpacking can, it, I'm like, oh no! If if this podcast ruins Harry and Charlotte for me, I'm gonna be really upset. I'm gonna be really pissed, guys. That's like a formative love story for me. You I don't can't hear have this. What's going on in the back? No. Brian, can what? you come on? 
Well, let's not talk about it. Let's just keep going. Okay, sorry. It's like really crazy. Well, then close the window in case it is picking it up. I feel like it's not. Okay, then stop talking about it. Sorry, it's just like then he brought out like a leaf blower. I was like, <laughs> oh my god. It's like that ice cream truck again. Oh, I wish it was the ice cream truck. Um, so he invites Charlotte to join Shabbat and mm-hmm. she sits, her well, phone. Well, she interrupts goes, it. But he does ultimately, he looks at his wife and they have a, after Charlotte's monologue, he hears about her woes. She's mm-hmm. reproductively challenged. She's 37. She's fallen in love with a Jewish man. And this is her last shot. Yeah. This is her last train to Georgia. Yeah. And so he joined. He, I did like the sort of acknowledgement of him looking at his wife, sort of that a woman's, that women are always working in the world of sex in the city. Women's work mm-hmm. is afoot. Womenly work afoot. Um, although you said that like it was going to be in Queen Charlotte this empowering moment, and it was literally a man saying like, "Don't go in and support your wife while she's giving birth." <laughs> yeah, but I liked. I it thought still. it was going to be like a nice moment between Charlotte and Danbury. Like we've got to salt put this town right. Womenly work is afoot. Like Olivia Pope. <laughs> no, she was uh, giving birth. She was child. giving birth and almost dying because her baby. Yeah, was and he was like, "You let me in there." He's like, "Womenly work afoot." Womenly work is afoot. And we, now we've turned into Miranda. Yeah. Lives above her flat. <laughs> she sounds like me when DJ James Kennedy. Hat shop. <laughs> More pump teenies. God, I love him. Mm. So let's chat about Carrie. Okay. So things with her and Burger are going really well. They're eating hamburgers. Uh, he's They're telling some insufferable. Dis- he's telling that disgusting story about his mom heckling him. And I did want to write, so Burger is from Downers Grove, Illinois. And I was like, what a specific place to choose. And so I looked it up, assuming that some writer from Sex and the City would be from Downers Grove, Illinois. Michael Patrick King, perhaps. Yeah. He is not. But uh, do you know who hails from Downers Grove? Carrie, Ms- uh, Sarah Jessica Parker? No, Ms. Denise Richards. Uh, okay. That's the only notable person I had on the list. Wow. So I like to think of not Burger and Ron Denise. Not even Livingston? Mm-mm. So I like to think of Burger and Denise palling around. Going to high school together? Yeah. Um, so they're eating dinner. As you sent me a video, he's massaging her. He's caressing her face after she takes a hulking bite of, bite of this burger. Burgers seem Carrie- to be bigger than Carrie's head. It was. It was and, giant. And Carrie has a big head. So, I, I don't know. The way that she, like, licks her lips is so offensive. It's like um, Diana Jenkins. Yes. You know what's funny is I was watching it and I was like, who did who does this? Like I like I kept trying to pin it down and Diana Jenkins is what I was looking for. And that guy in Black Panther who played Gollum. He's got his tongue out a lot. I've never seen Black Panther. Oh, you should. It's really good. It's the best Marvel movie. That's what everyone says. Um and then they go shopping the next day at Bed Bath and Beyond. And I'm sorry, I've been to R.I.P. <laughs> those coupons well, rip i've been to many bed bath and beyonds i have never seen shower curtains displayed in such a manner never <laughs> like what the f- i was like i get it it's like for the visual like not a television mm-hmm. but like no one that's crazy it's a madness they're yeah, also, normally you just like look at the package also w- w- what adult what would even those? be looking at like 
maps and books and, and fish. ducks and like I just it was crazy that map that if I map. entered a man's bathroom and he had a map that is a guaranteed run for the deals I knew someone I never Uh-oh. dated him but he was a friend of mine like a friend of a friend he had his his mom made his old hockey jerseys into like his mattress, and then he had like hockey. What, not things. his mattress. His oh, like, his, um, de- his bedspread. <laughs> so it was like, wait, yeah, not his mattress, mattress. Not his mattress. And then he had like hockey themed like bathroom. Like every, I'm like, you are 30 years old. It was disgusting. Yeah, that's tough. Was he hot at least? No, no. Very nice well, man, that's, but that's not hot. Yeah. Did he have all his teeth still? Yeah. Okay, because you just know hockey players. I mean, it's no, I know, but like he wasn't like he played maybe like in college. Oh, he was oh, on like a beer I don't league. know why I assumed you were palling around with a professional hockey player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, no, um, no, he just played in like a beer league. Yeah, and I'll never be more disgusted than the night in college when I woke up with a man in my bed and looked over and I realized he was wearing a hockey jersey. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. Did he play hockey? Was it his? I don't know. I think he just wore one, so he must like hockey. And I was like, did I sleep with a man who wore a hockey jersey to the bar? I hate men that wear other men's names on their back. (laughs) That's You've always said that. That's always, I've always known that about you. Yeah. So (laughs) back to Berger and Carrie. Yeah, back to Berg's. Um, so they're at this dinner, they're making out until the lights go out in the restaurant. They're so fucking annoying. They're, they're never not making jokes when he's like, oh, that could have been a big tip or a dry cleaning receipt. I'm like, shut up. Your dick is hard. Like, be quiet. No, he can't. Like, the he two doesn't. of them. And she loves it. She fucking loves this guy. Like, she loves that he doesn't stop talking. And then they, we they're get, talking while they're kissing. Like the they only don't time they've ever up. shut the fuck up is when it cut to them in bed. Yeah. In complete silence. I have to say that I love the sound design in this episode because you can hear the bus before mm-hmm. Carrie mentions it in a few scenes later with Miranda eating over pizza. You can actually hear it the first time and then it's louder the second time. Mm-hmm. This is the most mortifying Sex in the City scene. It is so silent. There, there is no passion, and the way he has these little thrusts. No, I. Yeah. I'd much rather the guy she sleeps with, Harry's best man, who has mm-hmm. the heavy thrusts, the jackhammer. I'd much rather that than what's going on here. This was terrible. The slow baby thrusts and his like pale back. Like I was just so. Do men do that? Disgusted. Yes. Straight men, they do just like tiny little thrusts. Some do. Is it their idea of like, oh, I'm being romantic? Yeah. Yeah, but I also think with him, like, he was just like awkward and he was like, I guess I'll go in and out. But it's interesting that when, so later on in the, I think it's um the final scene between the two of them, I'm just going to jump ahead a bit. He, sh- they, they have the conceit that the first time was Carrie's fault and mm-hmm. then the second time was his. I think it's both their faults both times. A hundred percent. There was just, I don't it think was, it was one or the other. It was so terrible, but awkward and funny. They're not even kissing. No, they're looking at each other. And he's With like looking full up. eye contact. <laughs> it's <laughs> so, it's so gross. His fleshy back. I don't, well, you know how I feel about Ronnie. Ronnie. <laughs> We're quite close. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was like, Ronnie? <laughs> Ronnie living. Ronnie lives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was so like I wanted to literally like crawl out of my skin. It was bad. And so then Berger calls again and they're fucking, he's like, oh yeah, I just saved this little girl. And like, you know, and she's like, oh, I was doing the crossword Sunday, Monday. Like, and then she invites him over. And I only do the crossword with people who know the answers. I'm like, well, you I need two people and one of them has to have the answers. (laughs) Boom, boom. I'm like, put a brick wall behind you and pass the hat. Get the fuck out of here. You know, Berger and Carrie have both done improv. A hundred percent. He's honestly rivaling the man with ADHD who played the jazz music. <laughs> no. With his like constant like bits. Yes. <laughs> with his constant talking and bi- his talking is like the man playing the cymbals. I think it's closer to Carrie with Big. But the problem is, is that they're both doing it. Ugh, it's so bad. And, and so- they both like are already like. And Again, I know that this it's is obviously part of their storyline. Right. But like, they're already like, we got to talk. Like, we got to communicate. We're the couple. We're the couple people want to be in the restaurant. I'm like, no, don't nobody want to be you two. They probably, people look over and go, I'm like, you guys oh, don't wow, even that's, fucking know each other. Yeah. That's noted sex writer, like Carrie Bradshaw. And then that loser who's no one who book flopped. Yeah. That book was a, although I guess no, his, his first book did well. His second book flopped. Hang on, hang on, hang on. He's just right out, like, he's literally right outside my window with the leaf blower. It's funny, I can't hear, still can't hear it. I mean, that's good. Is he gone? Can you ask him to leave? No, I know, like... We're busy. Okay, it's better. Okay. So, I really loved the scene where Samantha basically says, you need to dump him. Fuck me badly once, shame on me. Fuck me badly twice, shame on you. So true, bestie. Is that what she said? I think that was it. Yeah, fuck me badly twice, once, Fuck me badly once, shame on you. Yeah, fuck me badly twice, shame on me. Shame on me, yeah. Because you shouldn't have done it a second time. You shouldn't have gone back. Have you ever had that experience, like a Carrie and a Burger? with someone I like no mm-hmm. like I did kind of agree with Carrie like I do feel and I thought when she says and I don't I think she says it to Miranda I don't have to work at it with people I like and mm-hmm. I and I first I was like well that's crazy and then I literally did a tick and ev- and I was like well no 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 nope that was good nope that was good from the start um yeah but I've never had like tr- but and maybe this is just me. I don't think I've ever had truly terrible sex. I can't say that. <laughs> I've had some awkward. I've had awkward moments. I've had. I've done things I've regretted. Oh. But I don't think I've ever been like. I've never just been in bed with like bobbing around, slow thrusting with no noise. Yeah. Yeah. I. I mean. Yeah. It's been, I think I've that might only exist in the heterosexual world. I think you're right. <laughs> Sorry. But if you're yeah. a gay man who listens to this and you've had terrible sex, keep it to yourself. I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely have. Remember that one time I threw up? I had to go throw up? 
Well, I've done that, but that was just because I was so drunk. No, I because I was grossed out. Well, then that's on the shame on you. I know. You shouldn't have slept with him, sweetie. I know. Um, so Samantha basically mm-hmm. is like, don't talk about it. I loved spray it. Don't say it. I know. And Carrie was so disgusted by that. I also loved that I I really appreciated um her interaction with the I was gonna call her a hostess, the saleswoman. I need something that'll make a man come instantly the moment he sees me. Okay. And she was like, You got it, girl. <laughs> Do you talk to salespeople like that? They love me. <laughs> And so Carrie decides to buy a fuzzy slipper. She's basically wearing the outfit Samantha wanted her to wear on her book cover. That's what I was thinking the whole time, too. And so she goes to dinner with Jack. And he, they're having frozen margaritas with the side of awkward flirting. And the way she's flirting with him. And again, Mm -hmm. I don't, I, I understand straight men to be quite simple. But she's literally just like thrusting her breasts and batting her eyes <laughs> yeah i did appreciate when she goes you look really takes, sexy usually. in that shirt he's like are you okay yeah no it yeah he's just not someone that like leads with like a sexual energy no and then maybe that's why i like burger because ga- game see game like i'm the same way like i don't okay. think anyone looks at me and is like I'm going to rip his clothes off later. I think they're like, he'd be I'm fun sure to, like, people have thought that. I think mostly people think like, oh, he looked, I, I genuinely believe every man who has ever looked at me has thought gay, straight, non-binary. He looks like fun to pal around with. Mm. Like I'm everyone's okay. like little plaything. Like it's not, I don't think anyone's looking at me like, what a hottie. Have I gone deep? <laughs> quite depressing. I did miss therapy. I mean, <laughs> Apologies. With well, with our after the monologue conversation, yeah, a lot going on. Really, on we really um shared a lot. Yeah, and so they head back to her apartment, and I thought Sarah Jessica Parker's drunk acting here was not great. Whereas she's just been so much better when she called big drunk. Well, yeah, I feel like, okay, this might be a stretch, but I feel like because we're coming off the heels of her being pregnant in real life, she might have honestly forgotten what it felt like to be drunk. And like, she's what famously meant. not a big drinker. Like, I don't no. think she actually started drinking until recently when she also, has started her own wine company. Also, her arms are fucking ripped. I mean, she's, a, she's. I mean. It's insane. Body down. It's And her it's breasts crazy. are huge. Off the off this off the baby, like oh yeah, no wonder she's like I will be wearing a bra regardless that this is a backless see through top. Yeah, I mean the fact that you can have boobs like that and skinny arms like there's you're winning in life. Well, are we going to talk about the lemon? No, I don't. mm -mm. Okay. (laughs) I think. Okay. Um, so they try to have sex, but Berger passes out after she throws it. After she falls down and is thrown a shoe at them. They wake up the next day fully clothed in bed and instantly sort of try again, but decide to talk about it. He goes and gets salt. I was so exhausted by them in the morning just because I was thinking if I was hungover, this is not like what nah, I would want to do. I wouldn't want to throw salt in my bed either. Or just like even have sex. <laughs> Get the fuck off of me. Yeah, I'd be like, I think we're done here. Like, we can try again later, buddy. (laughs) Yeah, they're just, they tire me out. I know, I'm really exhausted by Jack and Burt Carey. 
I don't know why I've fallen into calling him Jack. I'm giving him a level of respect. You really, Well, you did call him Ronnie at one point. Well, that's, you know, how I feel about Ronnie Lives, you know, my IRL bestie. Oh, right, right, right. So they finally have sex, and she says it was pretty hot. And I have to say, I don't know. I didn't get, I got a lot more from her final kiss with um Winston. Is that his name? Winston? Is that guy's name in sex and then just like that? Franklin? Franklin. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, that was like juicy kiss. This but is this like... one, this didn't really give me anything. I just didn't really feel much. And I yeah. think it's because they're just, while they might, I, they're too similar to have sexual chemistry. Yeah. Have you ever had that? No. Because no, you haven't I'm... had bad sex. Never mind. Oh, I, I thought you meant just dated someone similar to you. And it no, because I'm not attracted to... Like, I don't even really have friends that are very much like me. Mm. I, yeah. I'm attracted to other personality types. When I meet people like me, I'm like, wow. Nope. What, is this what I'm doing? Yeah. You're like, whoa. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. No wonder a lot of people have had to leave me on the road. Just like, I gotta go. Like, I can't keep doing this with you, Yeah, buddy. yeah. What did you think of the fashion in this one? The fashion? I mean, it really isn't a focal point for me in no. this episode. Like, there really isn't a moment where I'm like, oh, I love that. Oh, this is cute. I do recognize, like, Charlotte's, like, infamous, like, strapless. Like, it's almost like a seashell ruffly mm-hmm. top that she says when she, when she goes, I want, I'm going to be a Jew. Um, but other than that, like, it really isn't doing anything for me. At one point, Carrie, I believe it's in the opening scene at Raw, she is wearing a, what looks like a silk capelet, and it was so upsetting. <laughs> and that's the only fashion note I had. I, you know, we, we aren't the best at our fashion notes. But I think, like, more is coming. Like, there's going to be a lot to talk about there, as we get through this the is, season. Exactly. Yeah. And in mm-hmm. terms of the men, we had Steve, Harry, Berger, Jerry Smith, the rabbi, and... No, who's Jules? Oh, Jules of Jules and Mimi. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, who's that? Yeah. Um, I have to give it to Harry. I don't know. Uh, the rest of the men did nothing for me. Nothing. So I'm giving it to Harry. Oh, no, you loved Smith. <gasps> oh, you're right. Smith. <laughs> yeah, no. So I'm giving it to Harry. You're giving it to Smith. Mm. What would you give this episode out of 10? A seven. Oh, I was going to give it a five. It was just right down the middle for me. Yeah, okay. You're still, yeah. I think, though, your head is still in the pain we just went through of season yeah. five. It is a vast yeah. improvement. Oh. I mean, it's not, we're not getting energy. This episode, but I feel like it's going to pick back up. Yeah, it's a nice sec. It's a nice cal- palate cleanser. It feels like mm-hmm. we need to get into some stuff with Burger and Carrie, but this isn't an episode where we're dealing with their problems. And I feel like that's mm-hmm. like I'm super excited for next week when we have to deal with um his reaction to his the voicemail from his ex. Oh, the fuck you and fuck you. Yeah. Um, all right, guys, thank you so much for listening. We hope you'll join us again next week when we discuss Season 6, Episode 3, The Perfect Present. Don't forget to consider joining us on Patreon uh, for bonus episodes, a newsletter, as well as an eventual Zoom call with us and other fun stuff. And, of course, to support the podcast, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review shortcomings. I'm not seeing as many reviews as I, well, good reviews as I'd like. Oh, there's some bad ones? 
Yeah, there's somebody who's not happy with you. Me? Yeah, she left a bad review on both of them. She thinks you're quite toxic. Oh, excuse me? <laughs> you haven't seen this? No. All right, well, guys. <laughs> okay. Make sure we, like, on that bolster note. us. Bolster us. We need to be bolstered. And follow us online. I'm at CLewis1219 on Instagram. Sam is currently looking for her reviews. <laughs> But you can find her at Take Your Zoloft on Twitter and Bravo Historian on Instagram. Thank you. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.